0: Yeah, so Andrew, you been in a metalcore mood lately? Always, yeah, you know, uh,
1: especially this morning, been, been catching up on Underoath. uh, we, we saw them live last year and I, bring I, me the horizon tour. Yeah, it, was, it was a good show, good, good, good one, 2 billing there. Uh, and I, I wasn't that familiar then. I'm, I'm not. I'm still cert- certainly not super familiar, but I, but I, I, I'm, I'm digging what they're throwing down, man. It's, it seems like a good band, and I, I like the, I like the couple singles from the new album. They're actually doing
0: pretty well on radio. Surprisingly, it's it's uh, seems like a good time for us. Yeah, and when we saw them two years ago with Bring Me the Horizon, that was. Two years, but a prior era of the band. Mm -hmm. They had recently gotten back together after a hiatus. They hadn't done new music in half a decade when we'd seen them. They were still kind of just you know playing the hits, playing the old stuff, getting used to being a band again. But their new album, it's out now. It's called Erase Me, out on Fearless Records now. It's really fucking good. And it's their first new music in eight years. First album in 10 years with Aaron the drummer in the band. And uh, him and Spencer, the vocalist, were a great conversation on this week's podcast. So like, musically, how would you compare this album to to older Under Earth albums? How does how does it kind of stack
1: up? What's what's like the big evolution or, or separating
0: point for this record? I really like how they use the keyboards on this mm-hmm. album. There's there's a lot of like interesting electronic tinges that I really really Lo- love a good electronic tinge on a on a metalcore song for on sure. a postcard course. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. There, there's just like there's like a sleekness to them mm. and like a catchiness to them on this album, but it's also like really dark. Yeah, sleekness and catchiness, not two
1: adjectives often, or I guess two nouns often used for metalcore. But uh, yeah, the, 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 there's some good crossover there. It seems like, and yeah, I, I was impressed, like not not really knowing about Undereath's history, like when we saw them, like even though they were technically an opening act, like the crowd was live. for oh, Under yeah. Earth, yeah, oh yeah, for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Most of the tracks we heard them were from their their big breakthrough album. was called "They're Only Chasing Safety." It came out in two thousand four. They were very much part of this Christian punk and hardcore scene on a label called Tooth and Nail Records. They were on a subsection of it called Solid State. But this was a <laughs> this was a big thing. It was it had major label distribution, and a lot of these bands like they 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 had they had big fan bases. So was there a lot of crossover between the metalcore and emo communities back in those days or Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like you'd see a ton of these bands playing Warp Tour on on the mm-hmm. same big package tours. A lot of the, a lot of similar like crossover with like, you know, pop punk and emo and hardcore stuff. Yeah. Cuz there were sort of like Christian versions of all of like your pop-punk bands of your post hardcore bands of your metalcore bands of your experimental bands It it, it mirrored it very well. They had a strong presence in that scene That's cool And not not really a strong presence on radio back then but it seems like they're they're doing better now Which is sort of surprising so this was a really really fun conversation I had with Spencer the singer and Aaron, the drummer um, They were very open about their views on Christianity now. It's safe to say they've Evolved some over the years, and uh, they they really put it out there. We talked about a whole lot of stuff, and they 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 they, they, they there's not a lot of me in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right, by so, the way, have you mentioned who you are yet? I'm Chris Payne. Okay, I yeah still. still Chris Payne. Okay. It's when we open up these podcasts with these conversations. I don't really get a chance to introduce myself. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, this was a great conversation with uh, Aaron and Spencer. And uh, yeah, this was fun. Can't wait to listen. <laughs> playing into it, this is the new single. This is Rapture, the big one on the mainstream rock charts, playing us into Underoath. So you guys got some stuff g- going on this week. It's a big week for you guys.
4: Yeah, first record in 8 years, my first record with a band in a decade.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. With the new album just out, a lot of things ahead, tour, more interviews, more promotion, traveling. What has you most excited?
3: Playing. We have got the we yeah, haven't got to play shows. It's it's been a minute since we played uh, a show. Like we had some like like special performances on on release day and the day before. But we haven't played yet, so
4: I'm excited to tour. We haven't played a show since October. So been
3: it's been a long time.
4: It's been a long time. So I'm excited to see, like, we got to play, like, two kind of pop-up type shows, things, like, five or six songs. Mm-hmm. And their reaction to the new songs is always super crazy. exciting yeah. to see, like, did it work? Did we do it? Like, does anyone give a shit? Like, you know what I mean? So when, sure. you, when you actually see it reacting is really special, so.
0: Put it out there. This podcast is uncensored. So if you want to say curse words, if you want to say fuck, guys can go ahead uh, I know it's been a thing lately fuck. We've been on the radio all day So it's been You can let loose now Yeah When you do those syndicated That syndicated radio stuff
4: They they You know They send it out You're to not some, supposed to You're not supposed
0: to This is not a clear channel production So oh, Good Fuck You're safe it, Fuck it all <laughs> Fuck How do you think fans Have been taken to it? What's up? Uh, half and half uh, Maybe Maybe it's 60-40 You know
4: People are really excited We made a record Some of them want us To sound like we did 12 years ago uh, Some of them are calling us Sellouts Etc. Um, Etc. Cetera, et cetera. Most of it's
3: love. Most of it's love. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. people that that change is scary for anybody. And I think artists that don't change bore me. Like I love when a band challenges my ears. Like I want to fall in love with you on every record. I don't want to be like, oh, I I was a fan of the band when they released that first song and it was tight. And then they, you know they keep putting out music like that doesn't excite me. So I like the the feeling of like, wait, what did they? What was what what just? I need to hear it again. You know like sure. even if it's a bad thing there's been a lot of music that recently over the last couple of years that I expected one thing and I heard the other, heard it and was like what the fuck this is garbage and then I I would wake up next is like I, I want to hear that again. You know that like shitty thing we heard yesterday let's hear it again and then by the end of the day you're a fan you know and i, mm-hmm. I think
4: that's that's a, that's the that's the reaction you want I think, you don't want people to be like oh it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome then you're in trouble i think
3: i think well that i think it's change and when dust settles you can see it for what it is and a lot of our fans have done that they, they spent time with the record most people that love the record you know it, they're saying it's our best work yet you know it's the most honest and it is this is the first time our band worked together not fought through a recording process under the gun with no time to record you know like we actually worked on the songs we actually focused we actually got along and made a record together and it shows if it's not your genre choice because you like metalcore and you don't like heavy rock or whatever the fuck you want to call it that's not that's not not saying it's worse It's, it's just your personal taste but yeah we've been getting a lot of love it's been it's been really awesome to see and i think even for people that Aren't fans of it That's okay Like you can listen To our old shit Like we're not Going to go back In time And be who we were
4: That's that's the ultimate We've been saying this The whole time That's the ultimate Sellout to me Is for us to cash in On something That we already Succeeded on
3: Define the Great Line Part 2 3 4 5 like
4: Oh so you had Success 10 years ago And sold a half a million Records so now you Should behave Like that Also I have this Theory That do you know You always hear people Say like Oh the first record Was so good their first record was so good. Why do people feel that way? And here's why: I It's
3: think. when you fell in love with the band. It's
4: when you fell in love with the band, but also the band wasn't trying to impress you. They weren't like there was no vested interest. It was like, "Here's our art. Do you like it?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got a we, second we shot. We just did that again. We got a second <coughs> shot at that. Yeah. Do You know what I mean? Like sure. because we went away for a long time, and we never thought we'd ever make a record, and we got a second shot at like giving you the raw shit, the real shit.
3: We made no baggage. We made something that we as the writers and as the band members wanted to hear like every moment of every song all six guys think that they love it every, and we've never had that with the record mm-hmm. there's always parts that i hate or parts that aaron hates or parts that tim hates so on and so forth it might be different for everybody in their band but we've never had a record tour where we're like this is the record every second of this record is exactly what I want to hear from our band and when you listen to it and you're back it's like this is what I would listen to if I was going to listen to heavy music aggressive music this is what I want to hear and that's what we did and, and we didn't care and we you know we were just happy to be able to, to do it together you know mm-hmm. like, like our band wasn't ever supposed to exist anymore so we just put it all out there with you know this isn't like we've said this a million times this isn't us going back to what we were in the past and trying to like weasel our way into that like early 2000s this is who we were and who we still are and we're just gonna st- like this is us being like this is the next 15 years of our band like we're starting here here's our best foot forward this is what we want to play this is what we want to hear push the envelope make people think yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. make
4: people search for
3: it like, make if it's them- not challenging it's not art to me like if every painting looked the same from the guy that you thought his first painting was rad then you probably would stop buying him or looking at him like you know what I mean like when, when a TV show is like, cool, the first episode was great, and then everything just was, felt like the first episode. Like, that sucks. You know, throw some curveballs in there. Kill off a main character. I don't care. You know, make me feel something. And I think that's what, you know, we didn't even try to do, but we, we just did because that's who we are. Like, we are, we're going to make music that we love. Because if not, it's like what Aaron said, that's selling out. Like, we don't want to write music or play music like we did 10 years ago. We'll always play those songs But we don't I mean That's not what we listen to It's not fair to the listener Yeah Mm -hmm. You know what I mean You get a lot of bands Doing it now Especially in our scene Making the same records Over and over and over again And I just don't think That's Nostalgia It's getting common Of course it's common I mean Especially with bands
4: like, Like our thing Is we come back We had One of our most successful If not our most successful Tour ever Playing Our two popular records Back to back And the thinking would be on paper. If you owned a business, it would be okay. So, this really works, right? So let's just do it again. Let's let's play the nostalgia card. But to me, that's death. That's like the end, right? Like, yeah. if we do the same shit we've already done, it's disingenuous. Basically, basically keep touring on old shit. It's disingenuine, yeah. and it's boring. You know what I mean? I would rather get the little bit of flack we've gotten from doing something that shakes the pot up than get the flack from them being like, well, you're just cashing in on your old shit. And That's like, worse.
3: And like I said, we say this on every interview we've been in, but think about the Beatles. The very first rock band there was, look at their The OG catalog. sellouts. No, listen to Losers. their catalog. From <laughs> I Want to Hold Your Hand to the drug years and all how crazy the music got. If there was Twitter and Instagram back then, people would have lost their minds. This is shit. This is garbage. Like People would have been obviously people were different back then so they probably wouldn't have said anything. but you know you know what i'm saying sure. like it's even when we released to find their great line if there was instagram and twitter and we probably would have read the comments and be like oh my god everyone's so mad and yeah, we were that was our biggest pop, record you
0: guys got a lot heavier with that one yeah, you put have capstan in some ways a little but bit but
3: everyone if there was a comment section like there is now i'm sure all the comments would have been bad then too you know what i mean like i feel like a part of it is like bad comments mean that you are doing something cuz if like, if everyone is happy, then you didn't do anything. If everyone on first listen is like, yeah, it's great. Like, mm-hmm. did, what did you do? What what did you change? What in Jordan. music, what, what <laughs> did you challenge with people? I think when people go, fuck you guys, this, I, I, this is, uh, you know, like, that means you did something.
4: Jordan like, from Bring Me The Horizon was talking to Spencer the other day. And that band, Bring Me The Horizon, was like a metalcore band. And then they literally became like pop stars in England. And he said when they changed, the, they literally got death threats <laughs> from
3: their fans. I mean, I'm it's like, dog, that's just, wild. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, people fear change. That's a fact. My dad was telling me about it before this record came out. He told me some statistic. My dad travels around and talks to businesses, what he does. He's like a public okay. speaker type person. He says 85% of Americans fear change. But once the dust settles, that 85% of those people that fear change, like change. So it's only leaving like, you know, 15% of people that are still pissed. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think as an artist, like we would be really unfulfilled and there wouldn't be a point of doing this again if we weren't going to push the envelope with mm-hmm. each other. Like we push each other really far too. Like we want to make music that we feel like is new. I don't, I would never want to be one of those bands that's still touring and like, Making music that sounded like Warp Tour 2004, like that
4: man, that just sounds. It like, hurts my feelings. That
3: sucks. Like I would be so miserable. And I want to make progressive stuff and and challenge people like we did. You know, if you fell in love with us on Define the Great Line, it's because we we you didn't see it coming, and we did something. We made you feel something, and that's what I want to do. That's what I want when I'm hearing it, Ben. Like I'm waiting for the new Perfect Circle record to come out. Like I, I hope that I hear some stuff. That I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to make heard, me feel I heard like something. three or four
4: songs and it's fucking weird.
3: Yeah, I know. Because, I, you know, mm-hmm. like Tool or whatever, when Tool's supposed to make a record or anyone, like I want you to make me feel like I did the first time I heard you, mm-hmm. but I don't want that record rewritten that sounds like B-Sides. I want you to make me feel something. And the only way to do that is to is to give me something I haven't heard, especially from you. And I and I think that's like speaking of Bring Me the Horizon. That's what they, that's what they did with that's the spirit. You know, the first time you heard it, you're like, "This is shit," and then three days later, like, "This is the best thing they've ever done."
4: Sure, that's, it's amazing. It's it's great songwriting. That's what you want. You just want you want to stir the pot and you want people to think and talk about it. And it's it's flattering when someone is so connected to a piece of music from twelve years ago that they feel like they have to bitch about it. That's interesting. I don't bitch about anything. Well, they, they, years they, years they ago. feel like
3: they have to tell you to quit. Yeah. go kill yourself. Like we, it's like <laughs> shit like that. It's like cool, man. Like. That's that's real mature.
4: If you were the same person as you were 12 years ago, if every single person was the same as they were 12 years ago, can you imagine how scary the world would be? Scary than it is already scary.
3: And and we've we we said this in the last interview, so I don't. I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's important to say is like think about what you've learned and grown and experienced in life over the last decade, right? In your job or your personal life, why would you take all that shit away and, and revert back to what you were 10 years ago when you apply it to yeah, something weird. you're creating or something you're working on? Like with a business. Say you're starting yeah. a business. Say you're listening to this podcast and you're a businessman. You learn all this stuff over a decade and just because something worked 10 years ago, you're like, I'm going to take all these skills and <laughs> tools I I'm learned Do this now, and I'm going to go right back no. to where I was. Like, I just think that's such an unfair thing to ask for from a band. It's like, when I heard the new Refuse record, I didn't want to hear the B-sides of Shape Upon to Come, but that's what it was. And I listened to it once, and sorry if, if you hear this and think I'm a dick, but I'll never listen to it again. Mm. I still think the Refuse is great. It changed my life. It, it really influenced our band. with that to drive in. But, at the, yeah, it's like those mm. records were just like, to me, those were the scariest things that I heard. I was like, we can't do that. There was no rules on this two record. Two of our
4: favorite bands, two of our biggest influences, and we heard those them. those Yeah, and we heard them...
3: Go back to what they Besides,
4: and, and mm-hmm. much love to those dudes. If they listen to this, you're our favorite bands. But it's like I didn't yeah. want to. That's yeah. example be shown, for us. Like, I
3: wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mm-hmm. want something more. Don't go back and, you know, to me and uh, it, and just like I was saying, like going back and making something from the past would to be take away everything we've learned and not be have like we've all grown so much. Like why would we not apply that to our music? Sure. So anyone that's upset about that is. I mean, I don't know if this is a dickhead remark, but I think it's ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't... It doesn't have to be your... You, you might not like the genre we play in now. That's fine. That's that's your personal taste. You can listen but, to the old stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. completely fine. But to say it's shit or, or sellouts or that's garbage or whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you're not listening.
4: First I saw a comment today that this kid goes... It, the album was produced wrong. I can't hear the guitars. And I'm like, huh. This, this was a few days ago. And then someone on Twitter like kind of attacked him like, Yo, man, turn it up. And he literally goes, I've turned it as loud as my speakers will go. There's no guitars on the entire album. You know, people just have these opinions. And that's okay, like, if you have opinions. But how often do you guys, you know, do you, from a writer or a, or a musician or an artist, do you go out of your way to criticize openly? How often do you really do that? Like, People don't really. It's not something I do. Even if even if it's something that I love, and a band or or an artist or a I don't book comes to leave out,
3: a comment on Dave Grohl's, yeah, you know, the Foo Fighters, Dave, you sound great, best song ever. Whether I feel that way or not, just like if I walked out of a movie I thought was shit, I wouldn't go online and go that movie is shit. And it's like, cool, it's not for me. Someone else probably loves it, so why it's in the theater? I don't know. Like this, everyone's a tired of their own opinion. You guys ever heard of Dave
4: Eggers, the writer? Yeah, he has that book, The Circle. I feel like we're living, like we're actually living, (laughs) we're living that where like everyone has to be accountable and everyone puts everything out there, which is cool. But with rock and roll music, like what was the best part about rock and roll music? It was mystery. You know, it was like, pisses people off. Yeah. But nowadays, and that's the whole point of the book is like, there's a big B story, a premise in the book where. All these police wear this necklace that's a camera. I mean, it's literally now. It's like in this book was written a few years ago, and it's like scary, prophetic in that way. But um, it's a fictional book. But there's these police officers. Like everyone hates them if they don't wear this camera because they it, everyone has to be accountable. And I feel like that's where we live, like mm-hmm. it, in the world today. Like it would be super cool to leave the mystery. And we made this record because we fucking felt like it. And you got to come, you got to come see it to understand mm-hmm. it. But these days, you can't. You know what I mean? You have to put everything out there. Everything has to be public knowledge. And it's just
0: really, it's strange, man. Sure. It's really strange. And you guys are really different people from where you were 10 years ago or during the first run oh, of the band. We were still so, you. We, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we
3: were babies, man. Like, we didn't, know. we couldn't get along. We, especially when it came to songwriting, we couldn't write a song. The only new songs we knew how to write were so cheesy that we had to start making like riffs to sound cool. Like that, I mean, as a guitar player, my whole life, like we we can make these happy sounding things if it was a song, but everything else, like the only way to make it sound like the way we feel was like, you know, like, and that's easy. And I'm I'm not shit talking other bands. We've done it. Like to me, that's so easy as a guitar player. Riffs are easy. Like make a riff sound cool. That's easy. Make a song with melody and some structure and keyboards. Melody, guitar melody, vocal melody, sound dark and cool. That's fucking hard, and it took us long to kind of like figure that out. Like, yeah, the shits. We're a way different, way different players, way different places. We were we were just kids that didn't really know what we were doing and fought through everything. It's only Any
0: fair. Yeah, and then leaving behind the Christian tag, how did that help you move forward with this new part of the band? I think that The band wouldn't be a band. The band wouldn't be a band. I think that I think
4: personally, I think the worst the worst thing that we can do as humans is exclude other humans like i feel like that's like the darkest possible thing we can do and for our band there's guys in our band who are atheistic there's guys who still have beliefs and there's guys who just have no clue and we held that tag for so long and it put pressure we put so much pressure on each other to feel the same way and mm-hmm. it was it's not fair it's, it's not human. it's detrimental to us and also at the same time whenever you go and put a label on something you make it for someone Right? Like if More so more m-
3: so than without a label yeah, for If you
4: sure. go to a restaurant today it's a vegan restaurant, unless you're a forward thinking person, you're probably like people won't try it. You sure. won't try it. Like my mm-hmm. mom, I'm like, hey mom, let's go to Gracias Madres a, a vegan restaurant. She's like, Why do I want to do that? That sounds like bullshit. You know, yeah. what like whatever, you know, love my mom dearly. But like My
3: have, Dad, yeah, my dad's the same. He wouldn't go to being a, a Christian band means I wouldn't that, listen to Christian music when I was a kid. Yeah,
4: there's a lot of people that go no, thanks. And it might be that you might have just missed out on the coolest thing. It wasn't like it was a praise and worship band. We, we didn't, didn't sing s- a song yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: I, I do think back then you did show some people that, hey, if a band identifies as like a Christian band, they don't necessarily sound like sounds songs for worship. Well, we
3: didn't right. write songs about God. We wrote songs about life. We just had a belief system as a band that we like to share with people. And that became a problem. And it became a problem in our band. Like it was if you had... Like questions or concerns, or we're going through some real shit in life, then we couldn't talk about it. Because if we weren't all the same page, we're going home. If it's Mm -hmm. not this, we're breaking up. You're kicked out. It's like it was. It created this like nasty like living environment, and then it drove everyone crazy. You get to your early mid
4: twenties, and you start asking questions about your belief system. Whatever your belief system is, it doesn't matter if it's Christianity or Buddhism or Taoism or. Whatever you're into Like you begin to ask questions Because it's natural Like we all grew up With the exception of Spencer We all grew up in Super like Conservative Christian homes And it fucked a lot of us up You know what I mean Like and there's great things You learn in, in every area of life But we literally When we got in our early 20s Started to ask questions Like does this make sense to you Because
3: this looks crazy But no crazy. We'll talk
4: about But it. we wouldn't talk about it uh-huh. It was like it had to be a secret and that's what ultimately the demise of Under was. It was Roast like was, religious
3: yeah. bullying within each other. It was like, you mm-hmm. don't feel this way and you don't see things the way I see it or read them or understand, you're out, man. Like, fuck you, without saying fuck. You know, I mean? it was just so whack. There was like no communication, very unhealthy. It's like, I just think a band is hard enough. I'm sure you guys interview bands all the time that it's like... It's it's six personalities, five personalities, four. Get married Depending to on how many five people, people. It's like it Literally. is
0: really hard. You guys are and bigger then, than most bands. And six yeah, people. And, yeah. then,
3: and then you go think about you. I don't know if you guys are married or you and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend or you you, you know whatever it is like. And then being like, but you have to have the same religious beliefs as I am, or I'm leaving you. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure <laughs> on a relationship. No, that's <laughs> Boy, seriously, it. no, true. that is. I mean, some of the guys married into situations like that, and it and to me that that's that's just so it's like two humans should be able to have free thinking and, and and be able to experience what they want to experience within each other and 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 talk about it that's mm-hmm. healthy that's life that's that's interacting with another human like forcing each other to believe the same thing and pretending and like trying to coexist with it and manage that is just like that's just a lot of pressure There's a that, lot of mm-hmm. bullshit
4: in the world these days but something that's wonderful you know about now as opposed to when i was a kid and something i'm excited for my son is is yeah I mean our president is a buffoon and there's awful shit happening but people are actually saying things now when I was a kid people didn't didn't talk like this like it was it was like something that people didn't do because they were afraid of the ramifications of it and now I, I don't know if it's that we're not afraid of the ramifications or because social media and, and the accountability has made it to where you can say what you feel and even if everyone doesn't agree with you like some people will and it gives us like a, a makes us feel like we have a podium but i'm just thankful that that we can that we were able to steer ourselves in a direction where we could be tolerant towards each other regardless of our belief system or or, or what we did or, or or the way that we thought and i'm just thankful that now it exists we exist in a place where you can say it and you don't it, have to live yeah. inside of a vacuum you know what i mean like that's that's the biggest thing for me is is for a long time, being from the South and, and being like a white Christian male, you literally felt like you had to stand on a soapbox all the time. And mm-hmm. there's bigger issues, man. Like there's more important shit happening.
3: Like, it, and forcing someone, a friend or someone you love to, to, to have the same beliefs as you is just wrong, no matter what it is. Like you said, Buddha, Muslim, Christianity, whatever, Judaism, like that's just, dude, that's wrong. Like you shouldn't do that to your kids. You shouldn't do that to your friends. You shouldn't do that to your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like, dude, it's just let people talk, communicate, and, ex- and, experience find, what and, and yeah. find what they want and find what they want, and that should be okay. Like, I should be able to sit at a table with atheist, Buddhist, Muslim, Jew, Christian, gay, straight, trans. does it shouldn't matter if if, if people are happy and healthy, communicating with their experiences and what they want if they want to talk about it. We can, we should be able to talk about things. Like, we shouldn't force someone to be a certain way you know what i mean that's like being that's like forcing someone to be straight or gay it's forcing someone to believe in this or that to me it's the same thing it's really wrong it's like we're all individuals and we're experiencing life and we should be able to help each other and communicate not beat each other down for thinking or believing in different things sure i think it's really unfair
0: and when the band's reconciled and got back together, it sounds like this accepting and getting rid of judgment is a lot of what you as individuals, your interpersonal relationships had to go through.
4: It sounds silly now, but like that's the way that we were. Is everything was calculated and you had to be? It's like a fraternal situation where everyone had to be the same and think the same. When we got back together, like we're all in our thirties. It's like I don't, you gotta do you, man. Like which made it. And if you're in a bad really, place, let's talk about it. Yeah, it made it, it mm-hmm. made a really healthy you know? healthy environment for us to to create and it's a healthy touring environment and it's and it's just
3: it just made all the difference yeah, sure yeah, i think because it i think it, it was it sounds crazy now because we're sitting here talking about it but those things happen and i think this happens to everyone which is if anyone's listening to this like i i encourage them to communicate with their loved ones and family they don't record for people
4: not, not to listen to by the way go ahead
3: and you know what i mean i meant whoever is listening you know what i'm saying like it's like
0: Oh, we got ratings. We got subscribers. Communication,
3: like, like we, it started so small and innocent. Of like, we all felt the same way, and like, and it's not like all these rules were up, and we were just crazy signing up for this religious band and doing. It's like it was just so small, and it, and and those small little problems become really big problems over time, and it became really unhealthy. Like he was going to hospitals all the time. I was, I mean, I was a drug addict for twelve years. You know, And these things were like little escapisms. We were trying to find ways to cope because we couldn't communicate with the people that we loved because it started so small and became something so big by the end of it that we had to break up. And thank God none of us died in the process or whatever happened. Like It was, it became very unhealthy. And I'm not pointing it, and I get misquoted all the time, like, oh, he blames religion for his drug addict. It's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that our our little thing that we had just got to be so unhealthy because you get to a point where like oh am I the only guy that feels this way I shouldn't say anything like Mm -hmm. and that starts a whole lot of problems because then it does start to build up and then like this guy's feeling it too but you know it's like all this tension and it builds and it builds these really big walls that are really hard to break down so people start escaping he was escaping I was escaping Tim was eating out of dumpsters and being this humble like no shoes preaching Christian, you know, it's like, all of it's wrong. All of it's weird. And all of it was us trying to like cope, you know, it's mm-hmm. so weird. It sounds crazy now, but basically the, the, what I'm trying to say is like, it all starts with the tiniest little, like not feeling okay to express how you feel being open. To so, to, no to, yeah to someone that you love which could be yeah. a friend or whatever, a family member. like, And that, when you feel that way, like you've got to find a way to, to be able to talk with people like because yeah. it made such a huge problem in our lives.
0: Yeah. Spencer, I know it might be difficult to talk about, but with getting over addiction, do you feel like your bandmates and Under Oath and the music of Under Oath, how did that help you get through?
3: Well, I feel like there's never a cure for addiction. I don't think, I, you know, I think you just find things that, Ways to change your life and, and more positive things to keep in your life. I you know I changed a lot of the people out of my phone. I deleted out of my phone. I had moved to here actually to New York for three years to kind of discover myself and writing music has always been my number one drug and playing shows and but I couldn't rely on just playing shows you know sure. like so I found other other things but definitely the band being right together and having support from friends, family, girlfriend and bandmates has made it a lot more positive for me to be around and and nobody's perfect you know I fucked up before it's not like oh I quit doing drugs I'm never going to do them again that's what I say in my mind and I've had a situation where I fucked up one time you know and that's that's part of recovery and these guys were very open like I told them and they're like dude that's this part of their journey like I don't think you started over like just you know trying to be supportive of one another and, and and open and talk and I think that's where we win because I did, I could tell Aaron, you know, maybe it was a day late, but I was like, oh man, this did happen. And I feel like, am I a fake? Am I a fraud? Like, did I like write this whole record about being clean and I fuck up one night? Is it over for me? And he was like, no, this is part of recovery. Like we, you know, we can communicate and talk about this. And it's not like I sat up and did drugs all night. I did like one little, little taste and it was like, oh shit. I can't. This is why. why I don't do this. I fucking hate this. I hate this. I hate myself. Oh, why did I do this? And Aaron was, and my girlfriend and some of my other friends and our manager was very much like, "Yeah, I mean that's part of recovery." And I think communicating and having that support system is uh, really key. Which goes back to what I was saying about not hiding shit and not mm-hmm. and and feeling open enough to talk with people. Um, but yeah, the record writing it is very therapeutic. Singing about it's therapeutic. I'm the lucky one it it is embarrassing sometimes to share those things but i feel like it's it's worse for the people that don't have an outlet like i do which is music and the support of a band that does care about each other so yeah
0: Yeah, And you guys came up with other musicians and bands from all walks of life with like the solid state and tooth and nail bands who wow across from all, like all different sects or denominations or, or viewpoints and growing up and probably growing up, keeping in touch with a lot of people from these bands, you know, you can't really speak for them, but do you think a lot of them have had similar struggles growing older yeah, and grappling
3: with? Absolutely. Cause you start to ask questions. I mean, you got to think about, you've told me some crazy stuff that, we don't have to talk about bands in particular, but there was a Christian band in particular telling me about where the guy had to like had to like a fake wife. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I know, screams. I know
4: a gentleman who's who's a homosexual, and I don't know him well; it's a very far acquaintance, but um, he's in a popular uh, faith based Christian band, and he's he's gay and has like a like a stunt wife. Like for the for the for, public for eye. For the public eye, because mm-hmm. because if he that comes that out that he's gay, he loses the his Christian job. market will be like, Well fuck you, man, you can't you can't you can't be here. You're not that's, you're not and welcome. That's,
3: that's and that's opposite just, of what it's supposed
4: to be. That's just not okay. And, and and I had this realization in the last four or five years that everything that we have as religions, it's all it was all it's all was all invented by a, a human. Right, like, there's real stuff out there, obviously, but like, it's been passed down and passed down and passed down, and passed down and translated and translated and translated. So by the time it gets to us, it's, it could, you don't even, know, you don't know. I mean, there's a reason why there's 18 denominations or 20 denominations or whatever, whatever, whatever there is of Christianity. That's obviously the one I know the most about, and they all believe different things, and they all think different things are okay. And there's some churches that think it's okay to to be gay affirming and there's other ones that say being gay is wrong and it's a sin and like all this, it's all man-made. So whenever you rely on something like that, that is man-made like, and I'm not downplaying and and saying don't be a Christian, that's not what I'm saying, what I I am saying is, is you can't rely on things that people say. Sure. Like you can't, you have to find it for yourself. You know what I mean? uh. It's not, it's just not fair. Like it's not fair to look at someone and a guy like this who and this, this gentleman in particular, I'm like, you can't be yourself. That's
3: so... Because you're living
4: this happy life, like as, as an a, a evangelical Christian, is, is it a happy life? No, you're actually fucking lying to millions of people.
3: But the most important is lying to himself. And it's like, that is so sad. Like if it is one life, if there is no afterlife and we, you know, nothing is certain. I don't care what you believe in. We, we all know that nothing is certain. And like, and that's how you're going to spend living it. Like that sounds just... That that just kind of like breaks my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I really wish, and uh, and that's kind of another reason of, of many things of why we we don't really want to associate with that because it's 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 just so messed up that anyone can ever make someone feel. And there are that great way. things
4: about it too. I you, know, you can't sure. you can't look at the whole thing and be like religion <laughs> is wrong because it, you, you have to look at it like you know it's there's I think great. it Depends things. on the person. It, and it depends on you. It, it
3: should mm-hmm. shouldn't matter what you know we believe in as a band. You know, unless you know us personally, and, and 99% of our fans don't, you know, so why why do we need to put that label on it? It's like, I don't care what Chino from the Deftones believes or doesn't believe in, or what he eats for dinner, or if he's vegan or straight edge, like, I love his band, and I love his vocals, and that's all that should matter. He's an artist, and that's, I'm just using it for example, mm. but you know what I'm saying, like, it shouldn't matter. As far what? as other bands from the
4: Solid State days, I was just thinking, like, Obviously, I just gave you an a, a insane example, and that was wasn't a solid state artist. But I, a lot of our peers, people we grew up with, um, are in the same boat we are. Like they ask questions, and
3: most of those bands aren't Christian bands. And, and, it's, more, and yeah.
4: it's and it's in and once you begin to ask questions with really staunch, when you're around really staunch, like super conservative, um, relig- Christian religious folk, like once you begin to ask questions, it's like you need help. Like you're in mm-hmm. trouble. Oh, you guys! You wrong. guys are, are you? lost. So you are, you lost? No, I just asked well, you a question. Yeah, is that okay?
3: That's that's another problem with with, yeah. with, you know, the whole thing is like you. That's that's really wrong when someone starts to ask questions. Someone's like, "Well, I'll pray for you because you're, cause you're yeah. lost and you'll it's come back around." Different wavelengths. It's, yeah, it's just like no, man. Like what if this guy's really into science you know like he's really into science and there's so much information out there about how big our universe is and all these different life forms all over the place and his religion says none of that stuff exists like he's going to start asking questions that and doesn't mean he's lost that's the
4: scariest part about man-made Christianity is Jesus himself in history wasn't white he was an immigrant he wasn't a Christian he was Jewish like it's half, I mean, yeah. half the shit I just said Is like a problem right now. Yeah, like you see, for like evangelical Christians, you know what I mean. Like he literally was was murdered. You know what I mean. Like there's you you can you can look and look and look and search and search and search and a lot of it doesn't fucking line up, and that's the scariest part is that we are pushing forward like this religion and putting these things on people and making them behave a certain way based on fucking nothing.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you know what I mean? And that is fucking scary I've seen those historical composite drawings of what Jesus like by accounts of signs would have most likely looked like and yeah. it does not look like the version of Jesus no. I saw when I was young No, he's no. not high. he doesn't have a six pack no. and he's not hot no no no. <laughs> he's like barely five feet kind of kind of like stocky
4: yeah yeah Jewish yeah <laughs> Middle Eastern yeah.
0: Pe- people pe- people back then were small tiny people they would like yeah they weren't like it's, dude, model it's Jesus. it's, it's
4: funny it's funny because because we have to stop in in every religion we have to stop putting pressure on people to do what we want them to do because at some point you need to stop calling that religion and start calling it like you know it's a scam at some point at some point it's like you're trying to get one over on me to make well, me be part of pushing, something that pushing, you that you made. This is your agenda. At some point religion goes away, and it now now it's agenda. And those two things, religion and agenda, are not they're not mutually exclusive. Like mm-hmm. they're just not
3: pushing something on someone too. It's like, for example, let's say I love kale and Aaron hates kale, right? I like kale okay. or, or broccoli or whatever. I don't like broccoli. Steak, chicken, whatever it is. Okay, let's say just coffee. I love coffee. Aaron hates coffee. Let's say. Even though we both love coffee And like every day going like You gotta have your coffee Here's your coffee You gotta like this You have to like this We can't be friends If you don't like this Please like this Please like this I want you to like this I'm gonna tell you all the reasons Why you're gonna like this How fucked up is that So why do we do that With anything in life That it just shouldn't be a thing
4: We're obviously talking about religion And there's great things about it Like I said before But but that's anything You know You can't force if, feed someone anything
3: If Aaron liked coffee And I like coffee Cool Great Let's if I don't coffee. like it, who cares? We can still be friends. Like, why do we have to both like the same exact thing? That's that's. I'm not just shit talking religion. I'm just saying, in our scenario, that's why it was so needed to be removed and why it's unfair. And especially to put a band like that, like to make it a Christian band, like it just seems seems wrong to you know. Like we made a mistake when we were younger. I mean, yeah. we did a lot of good things. For some and, people, that might be right. I mean, for us, it was wrong.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You know? and, and, and I have no problem with anyone that considers them, themselves a Christian and I have no problem with anyone that doesn't consider themselves a Christian it, it doesn't really it matter to me if you're a good person you're a good person well, I'll hang out we can talk you know that's all that's all I don't really have anything else to say about it I guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know I want to end on a positive note looking back on those tooth and nail solid state days what are your all-time favorite releases from those labels maybe one each which what's what's the top of the list
3: I never listened to those bands. Are you serious? I wasn't a huge into that.
4: I listened to beloved failure on beloved failure on was probably my favorite. I was a one. North Carolina okay. kid, and I that, that was def- That's definitely my favorite. Tooth and nail, solid state release. I'm trying to think. Uh, for further seems forever. The moon is down. Was okay. so good.
3: Was hopes fall? No wings to speak of. It wasn't on. No, that, that was, was take before. Hold. Yeah. Uh, uh, further for seems North forever. Carolina. The
4: moon is down. Um,
0: Juliana Theory. I like the emotion emotion is, is dead. dead. I, yeah. I love another the moon just, is just down. not Christian bands at all. Who are
4: on? Do you know what's Freaking awesome! The is moon that, is down was the, the was moon the is down one. was that's the one. So good. I
3: didn't know that was solid. I was forgot the solid. Chris Carrabba's
4: record was then. Yeah,
3: but that was on Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. Over Beloved Failure. On Beloved was cool because I was there for it. and It was North Carolina and there are buddies. And yeah. That was a great record. Even though you'll do it now. The dude, I just spent uh,
4: I spent a week with. Um, Brad Uh he was oh Juliana nice, Theory yeah. Played that Warped Tour cruise.
0: Oh yeah, I know. And I was, I, I, ch- I chat with him on Twitter. Dude, it was, yeah, he yeah was, I chat with him on Twitter. He's
4: the coolest. Yeah, dude. he is. Like, I I never hung out with them when they were big because they were so before us. Like we were like we thought they were like fucking Aerosmith in our <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they were like the biggest band I could think of. Yeah, they got uh, they
0: got made fun of for like acting like a boy band. Yeah.
4: Yeah, they and were they like a the emo boy. They were like a rock band.
0: They were a boy like the dude wore like
4: a fucking leather jacket, probably an <laughs> They weren't a boy band at all. Yeah, um, so yeah. I guess those, those are the ones for us. Um, the moon is down. Yeah, moon is down. Motion is dead. I liked MXPX in, in middle school. Mm-hmm. God, I think to think that Mike is is they're still in that band. And that was like middle school, like late middle. School. I'm about to do his podcast. I know.
3: I'm excited just to ask him about uh, Fixer Upper Chip and Joanna Gaines.
4: You guys watch that show? Yeah, so good. He was on the show, the singer, bass player from XPX. Yeah. they built him a house. They or... built him a house, and that's
3: all I want to talk about. I can't wait. And to am Bruce with
4: Envy. Yeah. They built him a studio out back. Like he's got I w- like I would move to Waco
3: if Chip and Joanna Gaines would, would to Waco. Make me a house. I would. <laughs> have you ever been to? Yes, my to Waco? dad owned a business in Waco. Listen. There is no way. I know, but the house is- When
4: you the- watch the show though, they're like, this house is $70,000 yeah. it's like fucking massive. Yeah, it's insane. They're like, that was my electric
3: bill in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just so weird. God, how much simpler life would be, you know? And and you know what? I'd call them every day. Like, hey guys, you want to you hang out? I'm sure I'm they sure would, they would, they would sure accept they, yeah. your phone call. Yeah, they'd probably be like, God, this Let me ask crazy. you on a
4: Tuesday night off tour. Let me ask you this in this podcast today here at Billboard. What the fuck would you do on a Tuesday night in Waco?
3: I would hang out with Chip and Joanna Gaines Whatever. on their farm and eat dinner with them. Yes, I would. <laughs> I'd be there. Every, I'd move next door. They'd be like, oh, God, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're that guy. Like, I'm like, hey, guys. Here and comes like, that tattooed, oh, toe-headed God. kid. Is that kid in that band. Oh, geez. He's such a little butthole. Do we have to move? They move. I follow.
4: <laughs> you come. buy the house next door. It was like $11. You're like, Yeah.
3: Mm. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the show, Spencer, Aaron. Thank you so much. That was fun. If you can hear this, if you're listening, thank you. That was a lot of fun. They're on tour now. Those guys, you can catch them tour in the U.S. with Dance Gavin Dance and Vale of Maya. And if you liked that episode, if you were a fan of Underoath, I think you would be really into the podcast episode we did last week. It was the band called Me Without You, who are on the same label, came from the same scene as Underoath back in the day. Sort of a similar conversation, but also super different. I had a blast doing it. It was actually out on Paramore's Parahoy Cruise last month. Go find that episode, My Chat With Me Without You. It's in the archives. Where can you find the archives? Well, wherever you get your podcasts, basically. Yeah, the, the podcast app on your phone, the iTunes store... Etc. You can find it. It's called hashtag alternative facts, all one word. Search for the show. Find old episodes. I also think you would like the one we did with Tonight Alive, Dashboard Confessional, Paris, Front Bottoms. They're all in the archives, all recent shows. Find it there, find it there, and you can subscribe to the show. Make sure you get it every week. We drop sometimes once, twice, sometimes even three times a week We and all different days. So to make sure that you get to listen to every Alternative Facts, subscribe. And while you're there, give us a star rating. It helps so, so much with everything we do with the show. It really does. It means a lot. And uh, that's all I have for you guys. I'm Chris Payne, host this podcast every week, and uh, I'll see you very soon. Catch you later.